All right. Well, hey, good morning and welcome to FCC. Uh, like Will said, uh, hey, good morning. Uh, I am Pastor Matt, uh, and I'm the pastor of communications here at FCC, and I have the, uh, the honor of kicking off a new series for us this morning uh, titled Identity. We're talking about the DNA of FCC. Uh, now, we, we see several things throughout Scripture about uh, what makes the church the church. Uh, we know that God is, is love, but we don't want our faith to be disembodied. And so this DNA series is about making our faith practical and living it out. And so uh, this uh, series is exciting. Uh, I got to design uh, the graphic for it and actually had to do some redesigns uh, because uh, it came to my attention that, uh, that the original design, if you, if you take out the eyes, it says dent tie. Uh, and so it was a little tough to read. And we, we love Pastor Ty here at FCC, and we don't want to dent him. Uh, so Ty, sorry about that. Uh, glad we could get that fixed. Um, <laughs> but uh, we're talking about, over the course of this uh, series, we're talking about what we call our four pillars of strategy. Uh, and those four pillars are loving community, authentic worship, radical discipleship, and dangerous justice and mercy. We'll take uh, one week each to talk about these, uh, each of these things. Uh, and next week, we're, we're going to uh, take a week to talk specifically about baptism and how that ties into all of this. Uh, but each of these things, they're not standalone pillars. Uh, they are pillars that all hold up uh, what we make the church uh, what makes up our church, and they all are intertwined. Uh, so as, as I speak today, and as the, the pastors who, who follow uh, continue to speak and share, I would encourage you, uh, if as we're talking about loving community, also look at these passages and, and, uh, and ask, uh, where do I see authentic worship, radical discipleship, and dangerous justice and mercy in these passages as well? So uh, we're going to jump in. Uh, and our passage today is in Acts 2, verse 42 to 47. Uh, it reads, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who, anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all of the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Now you may notice that I've highlighted a couple of key phrases in this passage. Uh, there's eight phrases here that I believe fall into four categories of things that make up what the church is supposed to do. Uh, and uh, we're going to have a, a series coming up uh, soon that, that talks about Pentecost, uh, and that's really exciting. Uh, it'll either be a series or, or uh, a one-off sermon to, to celebrate Pentecost. This, uh, this story actually takes place right after Pentecost, and so this is the very beginning of what we would call the church in Acts 2. Uh, they have uh, just over 3,000 people that are gathering together and figuring this stuff out. And so uh, we are going to uh, look forward uh, and, uh, and currently at what we're doing here at FCC by looking back at what the church started out doing in the book of Acts. So uh, four things that, that, I, uh, that we can see in this, this passage. We're going to do something uh, similar to what's called parsing out the text, where we are going to break down the passage 
out of one giant block of text and break it down into smaller bite-sized categories. Uh, because really, I'm not sharing any new information here today. Uh, the Bible says it all. And so we're just going to take a look and break this down and see uh, what four things make a loving community. So the first is the Bible. Now, they didn't have the Bible here in this time. They were actually living the Bible. Uh, and at some points uh, throughout the persecution, all of the apostles began to be killed off. And some of the church leaders said, hey, you know, we should probably write this down because uh, everyone who knows this stuff is dying. And that's, that's bad. Uh, and so they decided that they would write these things down and they would create what we know as the modern Bible today. But at that time, they had the Old Testament. They had the apostles that would come and teach. We are fortunate to have it all written down for us in one nice tidy book that we can reference. And uh, we see this in, in two segments of this passage. They devoted themselves to the teaching of the apostles, which we today find in the Bible. Uh, and every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts, uh, which actually, uh, it, it could look something like we have here on Sundays. It could look like a small group, but really uh, the temple courts were a meeting place uh, for open discussion and communication. And so uh, many of our groups do what's called discovery Bible study. And it's just a great way to discuss what we all see in scripture to get different perspectives and to say, what does this say about God? What does this say about people? And how does it apply to us today? And so uh, the Bible is uh, the first of these four things. The next one is community. It's kind of hard to have a loving community if you're not a community, right? That's, that's a little weird. Um, community, we see in this passage, that they devoted themselves to fellowship, which is a fancy word for hanging out. Uh, they, they had things in common. They enjoyed being with each other outside of having a faith in common. This next section, uh, this one's really interesting. All the believers were together and had everything in common. That's kind of a confusing statement. Uh, they sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. It's kind of uh, a confusing statement followed by an explanatory statement. They, they explain they sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Now this is not communism, right? The church is not taking in all of this wealth and then redistributing it evenly among the people. This is not communism, this is compassion. This is generosity. It's the church saying, hey, I have enough. I have what is needed in my life. And I see that these folks are working hard and I am going to take care of them. They are, are helping with the, the mission of the church and I am going to meet a practical need that they have so that they can continue to minister. A great example of this that we do here at FCC is the diaper drive, which happened yesterday. Uh, and from what I hear, it went pretty well. We've been doing it every month for a few months now. And if you wanna get involved with, uh, with buying diapers for families in need uh, or distributing those diapers and, and building connections with those families, please see Ruth in the atrium uh, after our church gathering. And finally, uh, like Pastor Will mentioned, food is very important to us here at FCC. Uh, and it was very important to the church in Acts. They ate together with glad and sincere hearts. It's very hard to not be glad and sincere when you have a good meal in your belly. Am I right? Um, <laughs> what I love about this is that it, it, God is the center. God is the cornerstone of their community. But they're also just living life together. How, how many of us eat? Raise of hands right? 
Okay, cool, we all have something in common. That's great. Uh, we all need to eat. It's the great equalizer, to quote Michael Scott. He's talking about pizza in the office, but, um, but uh, eating is the great equalizer. We all have to do it, so we might as well sit around a table and tell stories and have laughs together. It's a good time. The next point that we have is communion. They gathered together and they broke bread in a couple of different ways. They, they, they ate together, yes, but these, these two, uh, two segments of this passage, they devoted themselves to the breaking of bread and they broke bread in their homes stands out because this is the same language that is used when Jesus breaks bread with his disciples when he's celebrating the Last Supper before he gets crucified. He, it says that he, he breaks bread and, and he blesses it and says, love one another. And that is how people will know that you are my followers, by how you love one another. And so this, this language, breaking of bread, is really easy to pass over and, and to lump in with the eating together. But it's, it's important to note that, yes, they're gathered together, they're present here in their community, and they're also reflecting back, just like we are today, on what Christ has done, the foundation that Christ has made for the church. And finally, the, the fourth item that we, we see here is worship. Uh, worship is, is this big general term. We say we're gathering together for musical worship at the beginning and end of our Sunday gatherings. Uh, but worship is also a lot of other things. Uh, they devoted themselves to prayer. That is worship. That's acknowledging, God, I have things that I need to tell you, that I need to confess to you. I need your help. We are going to communicate back and forth. Uh, there are wonders and signs performed by the apostles. That's not something that they're doing. That's saying, God, I, I see this need. I, I see that this person needs to be healed. If it is your will, would you please heal this person? And finally, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. None of this happens without God. Like I said, God is the cornerstone. He is the center and he deserves all of the praise and worship that we can give him. And so this is really cool. This is an opportunity for, for us to reflect and say, okay, these are the things, right? We, we, uh, we have our four items, the Bible, community, communion, and worship. And those are concrete steps that we can take to be a loving community. But you, you might be sitting and wondering, okay, that's, that's great, that's good. Uh, where does the, the, uh, the evangelism happen? Where does uh, the conversions of people coming to know Jesus happen? And actually, I am here to tell you today that that is not your job. Um, we actually play a very small role in the conversion of people to Christianity. We are called to be faithful and to be a loving community, both inside and outside of the church. It starts here and it spreads out there. But the important thing that we need to pay attention to at the very end of this passage is that it was the Lord who added to their number daily those who were being saved. And I don't know about you, but that takes a whole lot of pressure off of me uh, to, to feel like I have the spiritual uh, eternity of all of these people that I'm in community with resting on my shoulders. That's not true. And really, you're, you're trying to take something away that only God can do if you are trying to carry that burden yourself. And it's so much easier to let go and to say, I'm gonna be present and loving in my community. I'm gonna be uh, truthful about who God is in my life and I'm gonna let God do the rest because God is the one who works and moves and drives the momentum. 
I have a, a couple of passages that I want to point you to that I don't have time to get into this morning, uh, but I would highly encourage you, please take a picture, write this down, uh, go read Luke 15. Uh, Luke is the writer of both, both the book of Luke and the book of Acts. And you see a lot of common language uh, between these passages because it has the same writer. But Luke 15 uh, is, it details out three parables that Jesus told. Uh, and so the book of Acts largely uh, is after the time that Jesus has ascended and, and risen and gone to heaven. Um, but Luke uh, includes these words from Jesus uh, in the parables of the lost sheep, the lost coin, and the lost son. And it's so cool, uh, I wish I had time to get into it, uh, how each of these, uh, these passages, they emphasize the rejoicing that happens. When uh, the lost sheep is returned, there is rejoicing. When the lost coin is found, there is rejoicing. And when the lost son comes home, there is rejoicing. And that's the posture that we need to take to be a more loving community here at FCC is we have to understand that, that there are people who are lost, who are broken, people uh, who uh, have uh, struggles uh, as we have had struggles, right? People will struggle with drugs, they will struggle with alcohol. Um, uh, the divorce rate is, is, is crazy high. Uh, and we have people who will come in and use language that we don't like in this church uh, and it's very easy to, to clutch our pearls whenever someone drops an F-bomb, right? And we have to, to make sure that, that we are being a loving community. We may not agree with everything that everyone brings in to the church, but it's not our job to judge their baggage, right? because we have baggage ourselves. It's, uh, Jesus tells another parable of, of pointing out the stick in someone else's eye when you have uh, a log in your own eye, right? That's not what we're here to do. We are here to say, yeah, come on, bring your baggage. We have plenty of room. We want you in our community because we want you to experience the love of God. And so I'm gonna throw this out, a couple of questions here. Uh, and this is a, an interactive portion. I wanna hear uh, from you. Uh, as we read this, this passage on loving community in Acts 2, uh, what do you feel that this passage says about God? Mm. Yeah, continuing to gather together. Yeah, when, when we gather together, we get a very full image of, of who God is through praise and worship, yeah. God works by presence and relationship. Yeah, God works by presence and relationship. He's a very intimate and loving God. He, he doesn't ask us to do anything alone. He sends out his disciples two by two. Everything is meant to be done in community, yeah. Yeah, he welcomes all. Uh, scripture says that, that God is, is uh, aiming to, to reconcile all things to himself. He is drawing people to himself. That is the goal. That is the, the end goal is community with God. Yeah. Okay, what about this? What does this passage in the book of Acts, what does it say about people? 
yeah, we have more in common than we think. We, we all have life experience. We all got to eat. We need each other. Yeah, we hold each other up. Uh, I, uh, I, I wish that what came to mind was a, a very deep scriptural quote, but in Planet of the Apes, uh, they put many sticks together and they say apes together strong. Uh, and you know what? That's what we're going with. Um, Yeah, more than the words we say, it's the action of love that hold us, that holds us together and draws people in. I have one final question for us. How can FCC become a more loving community? You may be here for the, the first time and, and you're like, I have no idea. Uh, this guy is, is, is getting up here and he's asking me a bunch of questions and this feels weird. Uh, but uh, I, I, I throw out this question and I'd, I'd like to, to, to hear some feedback because it's not about the person who's standing up here on stage. It's about all of us banding together, apes together strong, right? Um, so how can FCC become a more loving community? Be welcoming, yeah. Invest in the lives of each other. Invest in the lives of each other, yeah. Be prayerful. Be prayerful. Meet the needs of the community. Yeah, it's not disembodied. It's saying there's needs here and now. We're going to meet them. Open up our homes. Open our homes, yeah. That's a super vulnerable thing to do. Yeah, yeah, it can start as simple as saying hello to your, your coworkers and getting to know their names and then taking steps of faith and investing in their lives, yeah. Mourn with those who mourn. Mourn with those who mourn, yeah. Joy is not just happiness. Joy is saying, I know who God is. I know that there's going to be a way out of this. And also acknowledging this sucks right now. And I get that. And I'm here with you. Yeah, welcoming people who are not exactly like us. That's a great one. There's, we have a lot in common, but there's going to be a lot of diversity and a lot of people in different walks of life for sure. Yeah, breaking bread in homes. Yeah, remembering what Jesus did for us on the cross. And that's actually something that we're going to talk about a, a little more next week as we jump into baptism, as we dive into baptism. Uh, All right, uh, thank you, thank you. All right, I'm getting played off. Uh, that's my, my music. Okay, uh, we're going to talk about that next week when we talk about baptism. And we're going to have some folks who are being baptized because... They are, they've reflected on their own lives and said, I, I see the need for Jesus in my life. And you know what? I am going to give my life over to him. 
and I am going to, to take this act of baptism, which symbolizes Jesus' death and resurrection, and publicly declare in front of our church family that I am going to live life like Jesus would want me to live life. And we, as a loving community, are going to welcome them in with open arms, because that's what a loving community does. It reflects the God who loves us. So uh, if, if you're hearing about baptism for the first time today and, and you're feeling convicted, we've been mentioning it for the, the last month or so, uh, but this is, is your last opportunity. Uh, Pastor Eric would love to speak with you. Uh, please uh, catch him after our church gathering or find his email on the website uh, and let him know that you would like to be baptized. If you have uh, called yourself a Christian for a long time uh, but have not been baptized, I guarantee you this is your next step. Uh, is to get baptized and to, to really say, I am all in as a part of this loving community. I am all in for this God, and I am all in for what he has for me because I want to be a part of welcoming more people into this loving community. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we, we thank you for this, this morning. We thank you that we get the privilege of gathering together uh, once a week because there are so many places in this world where that is forbidden, God, where, where we are, uh, are forced to be scattered. Um, but God, in, in those places, we have such a clear image of, of what it means to be a loving community as we are scattered to homes like your disciples were scattered in the book of Acts, God. We, we ask that uh, you, you uh, come into our lives uh, to each and every messy part of it and that, that we would be willing to invest in the lives of those in our communities, those in our workplaces, in our neighborhoods, in our social groups, God. We ask that you would be present, that you would give us eyes to see the hurting, ears to hear their stories and hearts that break for injustice, God, because we love you, God, and your heart breaks for those who are in pain, those who are in need, those who are broken and lost, just like we were once broken and lost, and, and you are working on sewing us back together, God. We ask that we could just take part in any way that we can in helping to show our communities your love. So God, we thank you and we praise you for this opportunity. And it's in your name we pray. Amen.